Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to Snug Wrestling. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. And now, making his way to the podcast studio all the way from Sacramento, California, he eats, sleeps, and breathes pro wrestling. He is the best self-proclaimed pro wrestling analyst in the world. Wrestling is still real to him, and he is here to keep good wrestling alive. He is the host of Snug Wrestling Podcast, the one, the only, Edgar Avila. MJF caved in to the acclaimed and partook in the scissoring party that took place in Louisville, Kentucky, home of the Louisville Sluggers and also home of Jimmy James Z. Cornette. He was invited by Jeff Jarrett to this episode of AEW Dynamite, but Cornette said, no, no. I appreciate the invitation from the real Jeff Jarrett to attend AEW taping in Louisville. I tried hard to make it work, but I couldn't find another person in town going so i couldn't split the two for one ticket offer but maybe they can find another ratings ploy in time so not only did james Cornette turn down the invitation but he also took a nice little jab at aew and they did it folks they actually did it aew shit the bed once again and missed a perfect opportunity to put a title on someone worthy and someone who's actually a real wrestler in aew and full disclosure everyone if you are a weak minded soft hearted individual who takes things too seriously doesn't know how to handle criticism or other people's opinions well you are most likely going to be very very upset after listening to this episode what is going on folks welcome to snug wrestling with me your host my name is edgar and we're going to be talking about aew dynamite from november first the first wednesday of november the first dynamite of the month let's not waste any more time here let's get into it let's get into the fun stuff let's go For the second week in a row, we start off with a Triple B champion, the AEW World Champion, MJF. And MJF is carrying around a clipboard this time. Because MJF, he has his own list, the list of MJF. Because MJF has to decide who his partners are going to be at the main event on this episode of Dynamite. And to get some suggestions, to get some ideas, he decides to call his buddy Adam Cole. And he has Adam Cole on video chat on a monitor during this interview adam cole congratulates mjf for being the longest reigning champion in AEW officially after beating kenny omega on AEW collision last week adam cole is still out of action because of his self-inflicted injury that he suffered a few weeks back and he's probably going to be out for quite some time he's going to have to go through the surgery but mjf promises that mjf is going to defend their ring of honor tag team championships and with friends like that who needs a scumbag adam cole suggests that mjf should take up samoa joe for his offer but mjf he's not too sure about that because last time samoa joe almost broke mjf's neck well that's a pretty good point if you ask me why would you want to team up with someone who almost snapped your neck in half and also samoa joe comes with uh with the catch there's a catch 22 in there because samoa joe said yes i will be your partner i got you but 
But in return, I want another shot at the triple B. So MJF, he's not too sure about Samoa Joe here. Do I really want to get in the ring with Samoa Joe again and risk getting my neck broken again? Um, how about fuck no. And MJF walks away so he can start doing his due diligence and crossing off the people on the list to see who is willing to team up with MJF. But before this segment is over with, the hot rod, the neck strong, hot roddy, he rolls over in his wheelchair, still wearing the neck brace, Adam, Adam. Are we still pretending MJF isn't behind the double mask? And Adam Cole says, shut up, Roddy, and hangs up on him. I guess that's a yes, but we already know it's you, Roddy. Stop playing goofy. The opening match, Orange Cassidy versus Claudio. And they've done it, folks. They actually did it again, and I can't believe that they're going to do Claudio dirty like this. The international championship. Claudio, first of all, he was accompanied by Wheeler Yuta, and Claudio looked pissed off. But even though Claudio looks really pissed off, and he is a really scary looking guy, the fact that he's walking out with Wheeler Yuta makes Claudio look less intimidating. At the start of the match, Orange Cassidy tries doing his gimmick kicks, his slow kicks, but homie don't play that. Claudio, he's not with the bullshit, he's not with the jokes, and he doesn't sell that, and he goes on the attack right away on Orange Cassidy. And Claudio going up against Orange Cassidy, this looks like Claudio is wrestling a teenage boy. I mean, anyone who's in the same ring as Claudio, they're most likely not going to look as impressive as Claudio because this guy is literally a machine or a cyborg, I should say. I mean, how else can I compare Claudio to Orange Cassidy without sounding like a dick? I can't really think of any way. Claudio cuts off Orange Cassidy every time Orange Cassidy gets some offense, but we've seen this a million times in every single one of these Orange Cassidy matches. And then Hook comes out, fresh out of the school bus. He looks like he just got out of class because he's wearing his backpack and he's wearing his hoodie over his head. And he just looks like he's in high school. But then Yuta tries to get in Hook's face and he's trying to get all swolled up on Hook. You got a problem? You got a problem? Yuta, stop. Do not get your ass kicked by a dude that looks like he's in high school. Please. Hook would most definitely do that. Claudio really showed his strength here on this match and Orange Cassidy tried to use his speed to outsmart the much bigger Claudio. And the Orange Cassidy matches always go like this. This is the formula. Orange Cassidy, he's defeated much bigger opponents than Claudio, like Big Bill, like Lance Archer, like Buddy Murphy. And he also defeated 19 other men in a battle royal, no matter how dominant or no matter how strong or how much bigger Orange Cassidy's opponents are. Orange Cassidy always gets the upset one way or another. This is why I say he has superhuman strength. This guy is unstoppable. And the longer this match went, the more and more I was afraid that history was going to repeat itself again here versus this match in Claudio. And it did. Because out of nowhere, Claudio went for a powerbomb and Orange Cassidy countered it into a Hurricane Rana and modified it into a pin and got the victory over Claudio. One, two, three. Orange Cassidy retains the international champion versus Claudio of all people. I, I can't believe it. I just can't believe it. This is insane. This is ridiculous. Everyone else, fine. Anyone else, I don't care. Okay, Big Bill at the time, he was new in AEW. He wasn't really doing much. 
Okay, if you want to put Orange Cassidy over Big Bill, fine. Lance Archer, same thing. He's been in and out of AEW. He's been going to Japan, coming back. Buddy Murphy, he's a member of the House of Black. Since Buddy Murphy got here to AEW, he hasn't really been taking that seriously. So fine, but Claudio, you're going to put Claudio in this match to lose against Orange Cassidy? I never thought I would ever say that or ever hear that. But it doesn't end there because John Moxley comes out and he attacks Orange Cassidy and John Moxley is pissed. And I guess the Blackpool Combat Club are heels again because John Moxley got a bunch of heat on Orange Cassidy who is one of the biggest baby faces in AEW. We get a backstage segment with MJF with his list in hands and he shows up to Kenny Omega's locker room door but Chris Jericho answers the door and slams the door right on MJF's face. We get to see Wardlow here for a little bit. Wardlow confronts MJF and straight punks MJF backstage, grabs him by the throat, slams him against the wall and tells MJF, you took everything from me and I'm gonna take everything from you when you least expect it. Wardlow, can he announce that his target, his main goal is MJF. It was written on the wrist tape. But after all of the history that MJF and Wardlow had, the feud that they had, and the fact that Wardlow came back just for MJF, the first time that we see these two have some type of encounter is in a backstage segment. Nothing was addressed. MJF just stared at Wardlow the whole time and just walked away and that was it. Wardlow had the guy that quote-unquote took everything he had and just let him go. Just like that. 30 seconds. Boom. Done. Alright, see you later. John Moxley, he cuts a promo and this was a typical John Moxley promo where he's just breathing really heavenly and he's just yelling into the crowd and he's cutting a promo on Orange Cassidy. I showed you respect and you wrote me off. Moxley, you were injured. How is that Orange Cassidy's fault? Orange Cassidy didn't write you off. It was most likely Tony Khan and it was because of Ray Phoenix. But John Moxley is blaming Orange Cassidy here. But I'm pretty sure John Moxley is getting mad at the wrong person. If anyone should be getting blamed for getting written off, it's Ray Phoenix. So go take it up with him, pal. Matter of fact, take some more time off. I think your head is still maybe a little shooken up from that bump you took because I think you're getting your anger mixed up here. The Ring of Honor World Six Man Championship. The Mogul Embassy versus the Elite. And I thought this was going to be a squash match for the Elite because the Mogul Embassy, there's some big, powerful looking guys, but they're kind of mid-card, damn near jobbers. And I hate to use that word, but man, it just feels like every time we see these guys, it's just always an L. They're always losing. The heat spot was during picture in picture because no one wants to see the Elite get their ass kicked. Well, everyone except me probably, but as soon as we came back from picture in picture, Hangman gets the hot tag, perfect timing, and the Elite, they get their babyface comeback. While Adam Page is firing up on the Mongol Embassy, we hear Swerve Strickland, whose house? Hangman tags in Nick Jackson and runs out of the ring and goes after Swerve. The Bucks are left in a three-on-two situation, and the Mogul Embassy took advantage and defeated the Bucks to win the six-man Ring of Honor championships, but the way that they won this match was kind of phony. The Elite were outnumbered. It was not really a clean win, giving the Bucks an out just by the way that they lost 
lost this match. The Bucks were not happy about the match and how it ended up, and they threw a little temper tantrum after the match. But we have new champions with the Mogul Embassy. I don't remember seeing a celebration for the new champs or anything like that because all the attention went backstage to Hangman Adam Page and Swerve. Their feud continues, and there's trouble in paradise in the Elite. We continue the search of MJF's next tag team partners for the main event. The list of MJF, and MJF is standing outside of Samoa Joe's locker room, but he just walks by and doesn't do anything. Then he walks by Darby Allen's locker room, aka that emo bitch, but he doesn't knock on his door either. The whole entire time MJF was walking around the arena trying to get tag team partners, the Acclaim were right there behind him offering their services because they want to tag with MJF really really bad then we get to see adam copeland copeland puts shivani over it and we get tony chance and copeland explains that him and sting they go way back because they've been each other's ears they've been each other's soundboards because they've had the same injuries over time is copeland gonna team up with sting and emo bitch i mean darby allen for the retirement match for sting that is the question here and here comes daddy christian adam um Adam. No, not that Adam. Adam Copeland, before you answer, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to remind you, I am going to retire Sting. And also, Darby Allen is a gimp because of me. I messed up his arm. And I am well aware of your neck problems, Adam. You should back down or else I'm going to snap your neck. Christian was making some super serious threats here and six his boy and his dinosaur on Adam Copeland. Sting and Darby Allen come out to even out the odds and Copeland. Copeland actually hit Christian with the big spear that got a big pop in the arena and also got a big pop in my living room because Adam Copeland went from I'm not gonna fight my brother bro to spearing the shit out of Christian wow okay the third man has been announced for the team of Sting and Darby the six-man tag is official Adam Copeland has entered himself in this six-man tag match and man let me tell you this is gonna be a doozy tony khan he has a big announcement and to start this announcement tony khan reminds everyone that it's been a great year for aw we sold the most tickets had the best show anyone has ever seen and i'm thinking what what show is that i must have missed that one and this december for christmas christmas is coming early because tony khan is going to be giving away christmas trees no i'm joking for some reason i thought that tony khan was going to do some type of charity for christmas and it wasn't the big announcement actually was that the tickets for all out next year at the wembley 2024 are gonna go on sale on some day in december i don't really care because i am not gonna be there and i'm not looking to buy tickets for that show but uh i'm sure a lot of people will so merry christmas i guess from tony khan and aw daddy magic and cool hand versus jericho and kenny omega jericho is supposed to be the big face now but i'm still picking up a bunch of heel vibes from chris jericho jericho and kenny omega are teaming versus jericho's old faction members chris jericho pretty much turned on daddy magic and cool hand but because jericho is teaming up with kenny omega and feuding with the don Callis family i'm supposed to believe that chris jericho is a baby face because of that however the baby face or the good guy in wrestling the fans the people 
They're supposed to feel for them. They're supposed to have some sympathy for the babyface and sympathize with the wrestler to get behind him. I have no sympathy for Chris Jericho, nor do I feel bad for Chris Jericho in this situation because Chris Jericho, he was going to turn his back on his friends to join the Don Callis family, and he pretty much got screwed over by Don Callis in the end. Chris Jericho, you had a choice. You had a choice between picking your faction, the JAS, picking the people that had your back and that looked up to you, and you decided to pick the Don Callis family, so Chris Jericho, you kind of deserve everything that's coming to you by the Don Callis family, and you're also teaming up with Kenny Omega. Ah. Jericho got hit with the bat, but he kicked out at two and he got right back up and hit his big, super cool Judas effect and still won the match. Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho, they beat Chris Jericho's old faction members. The Don Callis family was in the ring announcing booth throughout this match with Kyle Fletcher. So I guess Kyle Fletcher is part of the Don Callis family now after all. Okay. And Don Callis says Jericho and Kenny, they're like cockroaches. You always come back. So let's settle this in a street fight Kenny and Jericho accept and Kenny Omega he's gonna bring one of his friends who's Kota Ibushi Ooh. and Chris Jericho wants to bring his own friend someone bigger than Will Hobbs I'm like well who the hell can that be I can only think of one person that's bigger than Will Hobbs and that's the Nigerian giant Omas but it wasn't Omas because he is in WWE it was Paul White the last time we saw Paul White on AEW he was floating around in the water in floaties in an MJF and Adam Cole segment and next week Paul White is going to be a part of this big nasty vicious street fight in an eight-man street fight because Paul White he's in charge of handling Willie House Hobbs only in AW do you go from floating in the water with some floaties to fighting four other men in a big vicious nasty street fight Chris Jericho has an interview and they are in the locker room the elite locker room the young bucks are also in attendance in this interview and they're walking back and forth looking really irritated because not only did they lose their precious ring of honor six-man tag belts hangman adam page left them hanging ha no pun intended and the young bucks don't understand why this prick jericho is hanging out in their locker room they're also pissed off because kenny omega has new friends well what about us what about the elite we all got back together but you got new friends anyway and everything goes back to the drama i'm your friend first you were my friend and i'm so-and-so's friend and why can't we be friends the young bucks stormed out of the locker room and aew is teasing another breakup by the elite the aew women's championship is on the line here karushita versus willow nightingale this is a weekly thing for shita she's been on every single dynamite since Sheeta won the championship, if you're not already upset after everything that I've been saying about this AEW show, well, it's about to get worse because people love Hikaru Shida. She's a fighting champion. This is what a champion should do. They should defend their title every week. 
No. Do you see MJF defending his title every week on Dynamite? Do you see Christian Cage defending his title every week on Dynamite? No, because these guys are top guys. You have to pay to see these guys wrestle. You have to pay to see these guys defend their championship. And the AEW women's title should be no different. And someone please explain to me. At Snug Wrestling, hit me up. And this is serious. What is the hype? with Hikaru Shida. What is the big deal with Hikaru Shida? Because I don't see it. I'm missing something here. We see Shida defend the title every single week and based off the other AEW champions that we have seen, let's just name a few. Britt Baker, Soraya, Tony Storm, Thunder Rosa. Shida has got to be the most boring AEW champion out of all of them. Not only that, and I know she's from Japan and I know Shida, her English is very very minimal but can we see her cut a promo or at least try to cut a promo and try to show some personality her matches are mid at best and she can barely throw a punch now again i know a lot of people love Sheeta. she's probably a really really nice girl but i just don't see it like it's a rib at this point but of course hikaru Sheeta retained her aw women's championship tony storm comes out for the third time in a row after a Sheeta match and Sheeta gets tired of it and goes after Tony Storm but it doesn't end there because the lights go out again Julia Hart shows up in the ring standing behind Willow Nightingale but before anything can happen Sky Blue hits the ring and Sky Blue gets in the middle of Willow and Julia and we were gonna get a heel turn but we didn't Sky Blue tricked everyone in the whole entire world and everyone lost their shit no one could believe what they were seeing actually no one really cared we get to see MJ again this time he was sitting in the floor looking like a sad puppy dog and the acclaim offered their help once again to tag with mjf mjf says no not you not ever i have one more team to ask and jeff jerry and his crew just so happened to be standing there and mjf options are running out yep mjf is most definitely gonna tag with the acclaim because no one else wants to tag with the acclaim samojo was the only one but he had an ultimatum if MJF chose to team up with Samojo. So I think tagging up with the acclaim was inevitable. Mr. Hot Roddy, Mr. Hot Wheels, next strong Hot Roddy, Adam. Adam. He gets Adam Cole on the phone and says, hey, I've been nice to MJF and he didn't even pick us to tag with him. Can you believe him? And Adam Cole just hangs up on Roderick Strong once again. And the main event, the Bullet Club Gold versus MJF and the acclaim. Yes, it is most definitely the acclaim because mjf comes out wearing pink gear the matching colors of the acclaim with the pink scarf and a scissor me daddy t-shirt and mjf gets a huge pop and if mjf and the acclaim win this match jay white has to give back the stolen belt that jay white took from mjf mjf throughout this match tries to get his hands on jay white but jay white does everything and anything to avoid the champion but the gun boys one of the gun boys jumps in and they demand that billy gun gets tagged in yes father versus son we got to see billy gun take out both of his sons on this match and that was a very entertaining spot to see because i completely forgot that this was a father and son trios at one time but the guns they've done such a good job of distancing themselves from billy gun and they've been doing their own thing and they've been doing a really good job i 
I completely forgot that their father was Billy Gunn. MJF continues to try to get his hands on Jay White, but Jay White still doesn't want the smoke. He hides behind his crew. He tags out of the match every time MJF is in the ring. And all eight men start fighting outside of the ring. MJF gets the hot tag finally, goes after Jay White again, but still has no luck. MJF turns his back. Jay White goes on the offense on MJF from behind and hits his blade runner on MJF and Jay White pinned MJF. Out of all people that could have gotten the pin and out of all people that could have gotten pinned, it was Jay White on MJF. Jay White now has bragging rights over MJF. Hey, I pinned you. I can pin you again and I'm going to do it and I'm going to become officially the real champion. Even though MJF and the Acclaim were not able to pick up the win, it was still a happy ending because MJF gave the people what they want and they want to see MJF get scissored. Wow, I never thought I would actually say that, but MJF and the Acclaim had a nice little moment with the AEW fans and they sent everyone home really, really happy. Oh man, that was a... Uh that was a rough one, folks. I mean, god dang. I know a lot of people really, really enjoyed this show, but man, was it rough. Oh, boy. Well, let me know what you guys think. Hit me up at Snug Wrestling. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk soon.